0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All
2: right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back the episode the personal podcast I'm your host Spencer joined by Michael Michael what's up man
3: dude I am just basking basking in the in the the glow the afterglow of four inches of rain in a day in three hours God we started with I mean not 10 seconds in did I start talking about weather sorry everyone
2: well we, we were even we were even uh dming about weather well you had to. a tornado yesterday. Yes, and in Morton. Morton, which isn't too far from Lubbock, nope. There's a picture of the tornado that they were posting these storm chaser groups, but in it, it's a good old farm boy planting gotta, the field. You got to get that
3: cotton in the ground, man. You got <laughs> to you got to get beat the deadline. Drop insurance,
2: man. You got the tractor and the planter in the yep. foreground, the tornado in the background. Michael pointed out because the tractor was still in the middle of the field, he was still working.
3: Oh yeah, I, I doubt
2: he.
3: <laughs> I doubt he abandoned ship midfield. No, because I was thinking like he's probably like oh, I can make another through, because
2: <laughs> if if at least getting, maybe around I don't know we'll see. Getting back to this truck or like somebody came to pick him up, it yeah. would have been at the edge of the field. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have driven through the field.
3: You know, I, I don't want to stereotype, but farmers are not distance runners. <laughs> you know, it, it's just not a it's just not a thing we ever did. And and if you've ever tried to run in plowed soft ground, no. yeah, you know Mike Leach should have had a plowed, a cultivated red dirt pit. That would have been worse than a sand pit. Yeah, it sure. is. It is. It is rough. I, okay, so we've transitioned from weather to farming. How are you, man? What's going on? Should, I, we, um, should we talk some te- tech something? Maybe we will. We'll get there eventually.
2: We will. We've got, we've got uh, lots of baseball to talk about. Some weirdness with the standings and seatings yes, for the tournament, which have changed
3: today. Not the, not the seatings for the tournament, but the standings. The website has updated since noon. I don't know what it means.
2: And it's strange because like you would, the seatings and the standings no longer match. No. And I wonder if, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't work in the big, we're going to, we're going to
3: call Bob. We're going to get Bob on the line. We've got, I see that in our notes that you've, you've got Bob Bowlesby coming on in the third or fourth segment. We'll, we'll see if we can get him um, Been trying all day.
2: It's almost as if we have a Patreon with some special interviews. Ah, we should. Shout out, shout out to the, the Gambling Gauchos for, yes. for really taking off and, and providing the people, the content that people really need.
3: Yes. Check out, check out our boys at the Gauchos. Gambling Gauchos. That's with just an N at the end of gambling. You yeah, say it. a G in there. It's spelled like you say it. Gambling. No, no one says gambling. Oh, we got a big meeting tomorrow night.
2: We do. Meeting in the, the Minds. Oh, there it is. Same page, bro. It's not like we've been doing this for five years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, could be some exciting, exciting new things coming. That's true. In the world of podcasts. The world of Texas Tech Podcasts, of which there Texas are Tech many. Content. Content. content creators. Content creators, which we are. Speaking of creating content and finding us places, you can find us on Twitter, at 23personnel.com. Me, Spencer, at PuntSuck, Michael, at Michael underscore LBK. You can also find us over on ColorCast, which is where we are broadcasting this very second. If you're listening to the recording, you missed out. You could have heard this last night. Preview, sneak peek. You could have been talking with us.
3: Yeah, sharing us your thoughts, giving us secret barbecue tips. Just the tip.
2: ColorCast, the live audio-only sports talk platform. Free to download and to use, talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news, or listening to your favorite podcast when they record live. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link to Twitter, follow us at 23Personnel. You'll be notified when we go live, which is Tuesday evenings, 8.30, 9, 9 9.30, whenever we get around to it. Come with your spiciest takes. All right, Michael. Yes. Baseball.
3: Yes, I feel the need for speed.
2: That reminds me of a uh, Top Gun, which I know we're we'll talking about
3: later. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk some Top Gun later.
2: I need to rewatch it. I, I watched the original recently. That's the only one. Well, I didn't like. So you're
3: good. Well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get
4: to baseball. <laughs> okay. Left field. Well struck, Deslony. Picks it up on a bounce.
1: He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run. And he's got it into his own bullpen.
4: Perhaps he some time because all the teams
1: Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven deep to right. Stand to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes-
2: Big 12 regular season has come to a close. Texas Tech finishes at 36 and 18, 15 and 9 in the conference. And here's where it gets strange, Michael. When I put the notes together yesterday, Texas Tech was listed on the Big 12 site in their official standings page as second. Today at noon,
3: they were listed at second oh, on so the official much, standings page.
2: So much so they got the second seed in the tournament. And that's the the way it's Scheduled. Correct. Texas Tech will play Kansas State tomorrow, Wednesday. However, as of 9.32 p.m. on Tuesday, May 24th, Texas Tech is listed third in the standings. Behind a team you swept, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oklahoma, who has the, uh, the beef here, listed fourth. The,
3: the, the most Be- legit beef. Because they were, okay, when we first looked... It was Texas Tech second, OU third, Oklahoma State fourth. Mm-hmm. It is now Oklahoma State has leapfrogged us both. And Oklahoma State is second, Tech is third, OU's fourth. Oklahoma State, I, I mean, all, all three teams have the same Big 12 record 15 and nine. Oklahoma State has even, even the same regular season record
2: as Texas Tech, yes
3: but they should not be above Tech. No. After getting
2: swept, swept, swept,
3: absolutely swept at home in Stillwater. And then OU, like you said, they're the ones with a legit gripe yeah. because they just came off of a season uh, or, you know, they they took three out of four against Texas Tech, even though I don't think that fourth one's going to count, but
2: it might. Well, they still they took two or three. Oh, absolutely. In the, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the conference games, same Big Twelve record. So I don't know. I don't know uh, I don't which know, well, Oklahoma State grad was fiddling with the standing <laughs> stage today, but we caught you, man. Put it back.
3: Yeah, it, I thought. Well, maybe they, maybe there's some alphabetical thing going on. No, none of that
2: mm-hmm. makes sense. Oklahoma would be first. Yeah, it would. <laughs> Anyways, um, for all intents and purposes, you finished second. At, at the very least tied for a second, a three-way tie for a second. Yes. Funny enough, not an outcome we discussed last no. week. No. <laughs> because I thought if you, you went, went through several possible. Well, we went
3: through four. More than several.
2: <laughs> you know, if Texas Tech went three, no in on the weekend, that means they won the conference outright. If they went two and one, they'd share a title with TCU. If they went one and two and Baylor won a game, you drop to three. Or if Oklahoma State swept Baylor, you drop all the way down to four. Correct. But you won one game, and yet you didn't fall to third or second, or I mean fourth, you're second. So anyways, Big 12 Season Awards came out today. Before we talk about the tournament and seeding and all that kind of stuff, I want to go through some of those. Um, I was listening to the, the afternoon show on The Score today. Okay, and they mentioned that the Big Twelve finally got Player of the Year right because it used to be the best player on the team that won the conference title. This year, they were like oh, they got they, they got it right because they they absolutely picked the best player, which is first base Ivan Melendez for Texas, and he absolutely crushed everybody. He did it to, to you, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he was there. He was one of the bright spots yes. in that weekend where they they lost the series. When they were expected to to win that, um, of course you could say, "Well, I mean, he's playing for Texas. Of course, he got the, the benefit." No, no, he, he was just, he was just really good. Um, but Big Twelve Pitcher of the Year is your Brandon Birdsell. Your Big Twelve Freshman of the Year, Hudson White. You didn't get newcomer of the year. That went to Oklahoma's infielder Blake. Robertson, there it is. And then coach of the year, Kirk Sarlos, first year at TCU, got a conference title.
3: Yeah, uh, that's uh, a pretty good way to get coach of the year.
2: Yep. You had two guys, two players on the first all Big 12 first team, Brandon Birdsell and Jace Young. Then you had five on the second team catcher slash first baseman, Cole Stillwell and Hudson White, shortstop, Kurt Wilson, left fielder, Easton Morrell, and then pitcher, Andrew Morris who could have made an argument for first team as well, being that his first loss of the season came against Oklahoma in this last weekend yes. of the season. Yes. Not saying Burtzel didn't, didn't deserve it. His numbers were fantastic. Um, honorable mention, pitcher Derek Bridges, D.H. Ty Coleman, third baseman Parker Kelly, and right fielder Owen Washburn who also made the all-freshman team alongside Mason Molina and Hudson White. Now, I'm not usually a uh, pro Big 12 guy. I'm not like a go-conference. Rah-rah. However, today, and maybe maybe because I've, I've seen my own players play in an all-star type format. What do you mean your own players? In Little League. Oh, Okay. <laughs> We're like, I wanted them to do well, and I wanted the team to do well. I was like, man, I had pride in the Cooper coach pitch team.
3: I just, I do want
2: everyone to know that
3: Spencer's wearing a Cooper coach pitch league shirt and a big 12 conference cap. It's backwards. Oh,
2: my bad. This is Texas tech shirt and a coach pitch hat.
3: Well, it's not. Okay. Anyways. I was just my, trying to make a joke about how you just love conference affiliations. Oh yes, yeah. no, I'm sorry, Missed and, it, and it fell. It just yeah,
2: right over my head. I am interested though, like exhibition style, even. But but the conference first team team together, and 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 play like a tournament up in Omaha. Do the you know seat it one through four or whatever? How would you How would you seat it? Well, you'd probably go like sec big 12 just seems Pat like that's 12 acc forget the big 10 they suck
3: well but then you've <laughs> got to have like a uh you know what league is dallas baptist in or grand canyon those kind of outlier teams. texas state yeah texas state yeah but what conference are they
2: in but i think uh Big 12 all conference team would obliterate a uh, Midwest Sky all conference team or whatever. Yeah. Mid- Midwest Sky. <laughs> whatever. Uh, October Sky conference. Joke of a conference they play in. <laughs> Speaking of a joke of a conference, you see DBU like didn't even win their conference? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. You know why? Because they pitched backwards. They pitched in the midweek, their best guys, which ramped up their RPI, which I think is why you're going to see a lot of people. Combat the RPI as a major dis- deciding factor for postseason participation. Didn't mean to. Well, coupled with alliterate that, but no, it's just delightful podcasting. Be- because then you saw teams like TCU and Texas A and M dropping yes midweek games that would have hurt their RPI even if they had won it. That's where I was going, and I believe it was Rob that said it. Our main man. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. Yeah, friend of the show, Rob Bro. I believe he's the one that said like they should be saddled with a forfeit if you're going to drop a conference or the, one of these games for no other reason than to avoid the RPI hit. You should be hit with the the, the, the forfeit because you scheduled it. You knew this was a possibility. Anyways, there have been teams manipulating the RPI system in in both directions, right? Like we 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 thought. Grand Canyon and the Dallas Baptists of the World were saving some of their better pitching for the midweeks when they had the, the stronger opponents and then not really worrying about it or being able to get through their their conference without their best guys. And on the flip side, teams in Texas <laughs> dropping midweeks to avoid the 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 RPI hit. So all that to say all sure, conference. sure. You you, you, you can want to expand. do an all conference? You can expand to an eight team field. Well, I but just I think, think that you should SEC, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, yeah, Pac twelve, ACC. That would be a really entertaining little four team tournament.
3: I think seating should be done by a, a a lottery or something, though. That's all I was getting at. Okay, because sure. then how do how do you
2: you know how how do you I guess Pick. I went on on reputation alone but that's that's you would get a lot of people
3: yes pissed off at oh yeah yeah it should just be like a lottery system how you, how you get seated
2: sure but i mean okay draw out of a hat let me let, let me let me go over the all big 12 first team bob
3: Bulsby's bowler hat draw and you just pull and tell
2: me that this team wouldn't Which number? do okay. some damage i'm ready texas catcher silas Arduan. Infielder Maui Ahuna from Kansas, who entered the transfer portal and, yes, please, the dude hit like 450 (laughs) on the year. Infielder Peyton Graham from Oklahoma. Infielder Tommy Sacco Sacco from TCU. Infielder Ivan Melendez from Texas, one of the only unanimous first-team selections. Infielder Jace Young from Texas Tech. Outfielder Jake Thompson from Oklahoma State. Murphy Staley from Texas, Austin Davis from West Virginia, D.H. Griffin Durshing from Oklahoma State that hit Man. that home run that may not have landed yet. <laughs> yes. Utility player Nolan McLean from the Cowboys. Then your starting pitchers, Jake Bennett from Oklahoma, Justin Campbell, Oklahoma State, Pete Hansen from Texas, Brandon Birdsell from Texas Tech. Then your relievers, Roman Fansalkar. Oklahoma state Luke Savage from TCU and Trey Braithwaite from West Virginia. I think that'd be a pretty good ball club. They'd win a couple games. I think, I think that'd be really fascinating anyways. Um, all that to say you had quite a few players come up again. We've talked about getting caught up in the, in the midst of the season, being disappointed for a team that finished second in the conference. With a chance to win the dang thing on the final weekend. Now isn't that just a little spoiled? It is a little us? spoiled. It's so much so. We that, need to
3: look in the mirror, Spencer. That
2: I think that even when you talk about postseason play, you're getting the benefit of the doubt <laughs> as a as a program that has and not, you know, have not because you've done so well so recently. You know, this would have been well, and consistently.
3: Yeah. Like, oh, we didn't just have a good year, you know, a year or two of the last five. We've had a, a pretty good decade, mm-hmm. I would say.
2: Like, you you'd most likely didn't play well enough this season to be in the hosting conversation, even for a regional. But you kind of are in the conversation for hosting a regional because of, one, you've done it five years in a row now, or whatever it's been. And done really well, not, not, not only in terms of like just being successful in the tournament, but just in, in, in hosting the event itself.
3: Yeah. Fan interests, travel, accommodations, people getting there, people attending, going to the games. I mean, all, winning the games, you know, that's kind of important.
2: Rob Bo- Bro liked to point out that Lubbock, Lubbock is called the Hub City. I was like, pump the brakes man that 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 nickname came about because it was the, the hub is in train reference station well it's I, I actually it's also a place to connect to somewhere else i i thought it was the hub city because
3: if if you picture an old style wagon wheel lubbock is the hub and then all the spokes are like brownfield littlefield level land denver city sure idaloo you can work that way too. that's how i heard it was that's where the hub city came from, according to what I heard. So even if that's how we're using it in conversation, it doesn't really help no. because it's, it's a hub to the folks in ropes, you know, or, or it's a hub to the folks in slavery. Yeah. Not necessarily. Littlefield. Yeah. Or UCLA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, anywhere else. Army. Yeah. But they were a fun team to host last year. I, it was a great, very, it was a great series. Lot, lot, like, like West Virginia this year, they, um, they small ball you to death. So you, you, you got to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. At least they did last year. I haven't watched it. You yeah, know, they played it.
3: hard. They were trying to steal bases. That was the one game I got to go to last year, and it was a blast. Yeah, But but yeah, I I do think Tech has shown, and Lubbock has shown a lot of success in hosting it. And, and um, just the interest in baseball is here. People will go watch whoever the other teams are. They'll go see them, even though they're, Tech fans because they like baseball and they want to go watch it. And that's that's as plain as I can say
2: it. Yeah. All right. So Big 12 standings as of yesterday. I don't know why they all changed today. TCU finished first. Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, all there in second, third, fourth, however you want to do that. 15 and 9. Texas at fifth, at 14 and 10. West Virginia also at 14 and 10. Kansas State 8 and 16. Baylor 7 and 17 and our Jayhawks. Not our Jayhawks. They're just Jayhawks. (laughs) 4 and 20. So nice. So
3: (laughs) blaze. Blaze it out there. Uh, So 4 and 20. And you're telling me that their one really good kid just entered the portal? Yes, sir. He did. That's, I mean, that's shocking.
2: It was one of those things like, why did, did, how did you end up there, anyways? This is a kid from,
3: so is Hawaii. this is this a trade? So do we did we essentially trade Kevin McCullough for this kid? Possibly
2: please, is this going to happen? Please, we would win that trade so hard. <laughs> okay, because I, I I don't want to knock him, but I'm going to knock him right here. Okay, here you go. If Kevin McCuller wants to wanted to transfer out of Texas Tech to get playing time as the starting point guard, he's. Stupid to try to do that in Kansas. He's going to be the sixth man at best. I don't know what Bill Self and told definitely him. Definitely
3: not. Not at point guard.
2: Yeah, he, he he's riding that bench. They don't. Hard.
3: He wouldn't. I mean, not that he couldn't do it per se, but they don't need him to.
2: He's not a point guard.
3: They have other players who Shh. are willing to do that, and don't tell him. We're that. recruited to do that. Or his dad. <sighs> Good luck, Kevin McCuller. Still, Cowie. That's what we
2: say. Maui Kahuna. If we can get him, though, we would win that trade. All right, rankings as of yesterday. D1 Baseball, because apparently these things change on a daily basis if you consider the Big 12 standings. D1 Baseball has you at 8th, dropped down from 5th. Baseball America had you at 12th, down from 6th. It did find it interesting, though. TCU skyrocketed from 15th to 8th after beating santa clara checks notes (laughs) santa clara rpi 129 santa clara
3: it's kind of like they were like oh oops yeah tcu Oh, Uh, we better we the conference they They won the whole conference yeah they swept texas tech uh yeah yeah you know what they they're pretty good pretty good we we, we should kind of write this because this will be the last regular season ranking
2: perfect game dropped you from fifth to ninth National College Baseball Writers Association has you at ninth as well. Collegiate Baseball dropped you just a couple spots from 12th to 14th. Massey Ratings dropped you back down to 30th. Would they only rank 30? No. No, it's Collegiate Baseball that is at 30. Sorry. Yeah, the ratings
3: are some sort of, it's like some number system.
2: RPI dropped from 33rd to 37. Coach's Poll went from 7th to 11th. Not a lot of movement. Put all that together. All of it negative, but
3: still not bad. And I still, like I said in the Slack chat, Kendall Rogers with D1 Baseball, we should send him an edible, edible bouquet or whatever, whatever we send people because D1 Baseball has kept tech, I believe, in the top 10. I don't know if it's all season, but it's pretty darn close. And their rankings carry a lot of weight. So I wouldn't be surprised if they influenced some of the other ones you just read too.
2: Yeah. Um, now this is, this was a, a week ago. This is before the the OU series. I, I need to find an updated one. They had you projected as a host for LSU, Arizona and Campbell. My goodness. That would have been a fun, fun tournament. I can tell you this LSU and uh, yeah, that would be that Arizona would be, here. Yeah.
3: I can tell you that we were, uh, my wife and I were looking at doing a, like a just one night getaway or something in Lubbock at one of the local hotels. I won't say which one, but it's, it's not a chain. It's one of the local ones. Anyway, their prices were really great this weekend, the weekend of Memorial Day. And then for whatever reason, they're like a hundred bucks more a night the following weekend which all I can think of is that is potentially when tech could be hosting a regional. So I don't know if they know something we don't know, or if they just anticipate a lot of people traveling to Lubbock, Texas, the first weekend of June, just because it is the hub city. So maybe it's just a, and I'm not trying to knock Lubbock because I love it. I've lived here for like 20 years. So it is kind of a destination. It's getting to that point. There's some cool stuff you can do especially if you're from kind of a smaller town. Um, so I'm not trying to knock it in that aspect, but I, I don't know. I don't know if there's something in the water or what, but yeah, hotel prices in Lubbock are higher the weekend after Memorial Day than the weekend of Memorial Day, which is kind of strange.
2: Yeah. So I, I want to look at the D1 projections for the, the regionals. Yes. And tell me which one of these, like, like if you were a college baseball fan, just in general, enough, a, enough to go watch four teams that you don't care about play. It's a big if, Spencer. Which one of these <laughs> okay. gets your motor running? All right. All right. All if right. I was a college
3: baseball fan. So Knoxville,
2: Tennessee. So the, the volunteers okay, as that's the host, Tennessee, Wake Forest, Wofford, Coppin State.
3: That ain't it. Yikes. That just sounds like. A lot of volunteer beatdowns.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they are the number one seed. Yeah, the 16 seed, Statesboro, Georgia, Georgia Southern as the one seed. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Campbell.
3: I don't know who Campbell is, but the inner Campbell
2: Campbell's Where are they from Georgia too? Maybe that, that that'd be an all Georgia. The the interstate
3: the, the the three interstate schools. Already has me excited. That could be a a lot of fun to see.
2: Okay. This one has my, my attention. Blacksburg, Virginia. So Virginia tech, Mm. East Carolina, West Virginia, Maine. So again, the top three seat, like the top three schools in that regional could be really entertaining. We
3: went to that Maine baseball game. What? Two seasons ago, three early, early season. They were pretty salty. They weren't very good. But they, they had a lot of attitude. I mean, they, I, I think they could. I don't know if they've changed coaches. I know nothing about the Maine baseball team. I don't even remember their mascot. Maine Bobcats. Maine Great White Sharks. <laughs> great Maine white Lobsters. Sharks Are they the Lobsters? Maine. Lobster Rolls. Baseball. Maine Man. Bears. Hold on. Beats Battlestar. No, is it Bears?
2: No, i i I found the I found a minor league. Oh gosh, it's not even the first search. No, <laughs> but it was Slugger the Sea Dog. I was like, <laughs> that's actually a really good one. That's like, oh wait, that's a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Black Bears, yeah, Bears. See, Bears beats Battlestar.
3: I kind of remembered that
2: Stillwater, so Oklahoma State, okay. Arkansas, Louisiana Tech, Davidson. Again, it kind of trails off pretty quickly there.
3: Yeah, but LA Tech, you know, they, they, Law they Tech. Yeah. We, we got a route for them. They're tech, Texas Tech Southeast.
2: Stanford. So Stanford, UC Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, Ole Miss, Long Island.
3: Nah, not, not feeling I'm that not one. Me.
2: This one is interesting to me. TCU at Fort Worth is projected as a host, in the 14 seed. TCU, Texas State, Dallas Baptist, McNeese.
3: Okay. Three of the four again. That
2: could be really. good. There's a
3: lot of three of the fours. There's in, a lot of four in four the ones you're listening, <laughs> you're listing. Like, oh.
2: Corvallis, so o- o- Oregon State, Oregon State, North Carolina, Grand Canyon, North Dakota State.
3: I think that's it. Just because you get to go to Corvallis, maybe. Oh, that's that's well, that's my top one so far.
2: So thirteen on the opposite side of this is Eugene. Oh, so Oregon, well, okay, Gonzaga, NC State, UNLV. Ooh, all right. That could be a good one just to travel to. Coral Gables down in Miami. So Miami, Florida, Connecticut, Florida A&M. No. South Bend, they're Notre Dame hosting. Notre Dame, UCLA, Rutgers, Ball State. No. Big Ten. It's not for me. Stuff. Well, speaking of Big Ten, Maryland, College Park, Maryland, Texas Tech, Liberty, Fairfield. Ooh. Obviously, like,
3: even liking Texas Tech. Like one of four. That's it. I have no interest in those other three teams.
2: Charlottesville, Virginia. So Virginia, Oklahoma, Old Dominion, Columbia. I don't know. This one, this next one is really interesting to me. Louisville. Oh, yeah. Louisville. I was schooled how to say that. Home of the River Bats. Vanderbilt. That's their minor league team. Louisville, Vanderbilt, Arizona, Wright State. Again, ah, three again, and four. Again, that it's just like
3: what do you want on your burger? Cheese, let's see. Cheese, bacon,
2: jalapenos, horseradish. <laughs> Which one do you want in your <laughs> You get oh, all the of them? Three.
3: You get all of them.
2: It's great. This other one may be well and, and only because of, of history with, with Texas Tech, this other regional may may be the, the first or and maybe only one through four. You're like, okay, I could do that.
3: Louisville's pretty good though. That's a that's a tough one to Auburn.
2: To so Auburn is a one seed, Coastal Carolina, recent okay. national title. Yes. Florida State, College of Charleston, who you've played in a Super in Lubbock. Okay, so there's... But that was... A while 20, back. 2014 or whatever it was. Uh, college Stations of Texas, A&M, Texas, UTSA Army. Okay, that's really solid. That could be a good one. To, Especially with just, just A&M to A&M watch and Texas, Texas and A&M play each other.
3: Have to acknowledge each other's existence... For Southern, a full weekend, and potentially play each other multiple in, times in their house, Blue Bell Park. They didn't forget the directions to College Station. They still know where to go. It's it's how not, to get there? It's
2: not that far from Austin. No, it's
3: got the word college in the town.
2: And then last, Hattiesburg, Southern Miss, LSU, Clemson, Belmont.
3: Southern Miss, LSU, Clemson, Belmont. Nope. So I'm leaning towards College Station. College
2: Station, Auburn, Louisville,
3: probably top three, or either of the Oregon's.
2: Yeah,
3: either of the Oregon's, possibly or Blacksburg, the Virginia Tech regional could be. Virginia Tech was good, even and the the wherever the Georgia one was Statesboro, Georgia Southern. TCU's was promising briefly because TCU's a pretty good team. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyways, we'll we'll see how the Big Twelve tournament. (laughs) Plays out and what that does for Texas Tech's chances that starts tomorrow, Wednesday, the 25th full slate for baseball games. That's a really small picture. I wish I actually squinting. I do have it pulled up still. Um,
3: Oh, wait, I can zoom. How do I?
2: Game Uh, one is Texas, Oklahoma State, 9 a.m. That could be a good game. It is. Game two, Baylor TCU, twelve thirty. Even game two, that's not going to start on time. There's, there's no, no
3: way any of these except the be, Niner,
2: because they want they want like thirty or forty five minutes between games, and they're, and they're spaced about three and a half hours. Like no,
3: the the one good thing though, th- these are all at Globe Life Field, so if there's storms or rain, unless it, I mean I'm assuming unless it's like a really heavy storm, they can keep playing, right?
2: You just just leave it closed. Cool 72 degrees. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Just leave the roof
3: closed. It's not like there's going to be a, a, a weather delay.
2: No. Game three, your Texas Tech Red Raiders as the two seed taken on the seven seed Kansas State. In that final game that may not have a first pitch until 9, 10, 30. Scheduled for 7, 30 though. Scheduled for 7, 30. It's not going to make it. Oklahoma, West Virginia. Interesting matchup between two teams, like I said, like to small ball the heck out of you. Um Although Oklahoma really did enjoy hitting a bunch of home runs this weekend when they weren't a home run hitting team.
3: Yeah, they didn't have to steal any bases. They just, <sighs> they, was, they walked. They I did a lot of walking around and jogging around the bases. Pissed.
2: I was like, come on, that's not supposed to be your team. <laughs> and then obviously it's a double elimination. So you'll play the winner between West Virginia or Oklahoma. Um, and then once you lose, you got to fight your way back in it. All right, Michael, here's the problem. Right, Big Twelve tournament may or may not mean anything for your hosting chances. If it were to mean something, you probably need to at least be competing, like being that last team in that last game to win your side of the bracket to go to the the title. Mm-hmm. The problem is to win the Big Twelve tournament is. You got to play a lot of baseball games. One, two, three, four, five games.
3: And that's if you win five in a row, right? That's like the easiest way
2: to do it. In five days. Yeah. We don't have the arms. (laughs) You have arms, recently discovered arms for three days. I wouldn't be
3: surprised if Tadlock just, I'm not going to say he's going to throw it. But, but he kind of has the history of doing it. He does not care. He He's going to trot out some bullpen guy in like the third inning of the Kansas State game and go, who's, who's,
2: who's this? What's happening here? Because the problem is like, you, you, you know, you don't need to win the, the, the conference tournament to Correct. assure yourself anything.
3: Yeah. You've like, kind of either made your case by then, by this not, point, or you haven't.
2: Yeah. Right. And, Winning it wouldn't hurt unless you just really overextend your arms, but you'll still like, even if you've, you know, you wrap up this conference tournament on Sunday, you wouldn't play again until the earliest Thursday. So your starters from, you know, if they only pitched or only started one game coming back with a seven or eight days at rest, mm-hmm. they would have pitched Wednesday, Thursday to come back Friday or Thursday, Friday or Saturday I don't think you have the depth to just pitch guys once. Like, if you're getting into a fourth game, you may roll back with Andrew Morris and say, you have 40 pitches. Let's see how far we can get. Yeah. And then go and, like, chase Hampton. Get the man some ice. Birdsell, Becker. Beckel. If Gurton's back, you get, like, 10 pitches. I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, you just... Wait, You're going there's a Johnny. possibility that Gurton could be back. Possibly. What? It's remote, and and you you wouldn't like throw him out there as a starter. No,
3: not as a starter, but that would be awesome if he was somehow able to come in this weekend before a regional.
2: Yeah. If he's if he's good, it to was go. said. I, what I heard was it is remotely possible that he could be available. There's a lot of qualifiers there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. My reading of that, he's not pitching, but. So the Big 12 tournament is set up in a way that you don't have the arms to do it. So I say win two or three games. Sure. Maybe don't lose the first one. And and then be like, okay, we're done. (laughs) Yeah. Call it good. Like we'll go two and two. That's fine. We'll just, we'll just three and two even.
3: We'll see how good our offense is after this couple you know first couple of games just see how good the
2: offense is it's just long you know as long as you're not showing up with your Sunday offense yes and for whatever reason we, we saw both times it happened when the, the series was moved up a day Andrew Morris and Brandon Bertzel did not pitch well on their one day up pitching I
3: know. and even I do you think it's gosh because I know baseball is so mental and I'm overthinking it as a guy who, you know, last played baseball when he was like 12. So, is 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 there something to just having your daily routine be on Thursday instead of Friday? That's just too much to overcome. Is it just too weird and strange? Maybe, maybe for these guys, I, I could see that. I mean, I, it it wouldn't be crazy to me.
2: Which it's not a problem. I'm not saying like you have to be so super flexible and pitch on two days rest and oh yeah, throw no. 150 pitches in a weekend. Michigan, I'm looking at you. <laughs> or, hey. uh, or the, no, Sam Houston state that they had that guy that threw legit like 200 pitches in the regional against us. 200. It was something crazy when like, he was like throwing 70 miles an hour. Like it was junk. Slow enough. We're like, Good college editors were like, "What is this? <laughs> are you are you messing faster, with me?" Faster, right it's like faster than than BP. So like I like couldn't just sit back and just mash it. But slow enough, like I can't I can't figure it out. <laughs> but like he threw like a ridiculous number of pitches, and if, if, I don't know if I have the time to do it.
3: I'm gonna look it up. Hey, why don't you look it up? Because I want to tell our friends listening to the podcast about Colorcast. Colorcast is a live audio only sports talk platform we are on it right now it is free to download and to use you can talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news all you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the ios app store create a profile link your twitter and join our group you can follow us at 23 personnel you will be notified when we go live We are trying to go live every Tuesday evening, usually between 9 and 9.30 p.m. Central, Texas time, and look for that. You'll get notified and come with those spicy takes.
1: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
2: All right, I've got it pulled up. Okay, give me a second to do some some math here. So this is the Sam Houston guy from the was this a super regional? No, it was a regional. Regional, 2017. All right, um, Stephen Gingery started the first game. Ah, uh, we're, we're Texas Tech one six nothing. Um, I, I got to pull up all these box scores. Lost, and then we lost games two and three against them by one run each. 8 to 9, 3 to 4. And I remember I was listening to the, the Sam Houston State game that we lost the series on on my way back from Hobbs after we had closed on the sale of our house out there. I was pumped. I was like, oh, finally done with this stupid Hobbs. <laughs> and then had to listen to this. Is it Cooper Riley, maybe? Maybe not. And i i would probably be a little facetious on who threw what? 200 pitches. Though. So, Cooperelli did pitch on, on both of those days, back-to-back games, two and three against us. Um, he threw 60 pitches in the first, uh, 55 in the second. Okay. Got the win on both days. Um, let's see. Did he, did he pitch in the... Didn't pitch in the first game against us.
3: We're at 115 so far.
2: Yeah, so not not anywhere close. But
3: see. see, I'm glad I'm glad we fact fact checked this. He's probably a, he's probably a listener of the podcast.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It's
3: I didn't I didn't have that many pitches. How dare you say I threw junk? You're you're junk, Spencer. That's what he's saying.
2: <laughs> I I would be throwing, I would be throwing junk. It would be worse than BP out there. Oh my gosh, I couldn't get it across the plate.
3: I signed up for that thing. You know, this year they had the, um, you go to the link and you put in your name and ad, or email or something and you could throw out the first pitch.
2: Uh-huh.
3: And the second after I did that, I just started sweating. like, what if I win? Okay. Am I going to have to throw out the first pitch? And then if I do throw out the first pitch, how do I do it? And oh my gosh, where can I go to practice? And man, my shoulder has been hurting me for a long time because I had jumped up a few years ago and got a balloon that was on the top of our ceiling. And I think I threw out my shoulder. So I don't know if I could get it across the plate. Anyway, go ahead.
2: All right. He did pitch in another game in that regional. Uh-huh. Another 45 pitches. Okay. Again, like... So we're sitting at 160. Did. But in all three of those, those appearances, he was the pitcher of record when they won the game. So he won, technically, all three of those games. So, excuse me for saying 200 pitches. But 160... 160 in a which weekend. Which is a lot for yep. a reliever. That's a lot. I'm sure he throws like crap, but... <laughs> just because I want to downplay them, but they, they beat us. It's whatever. It's fine. Um, okay. I don't have, I don't have a, a bumper for this because it's basketball and big 12 related. And, and the basketball one is, is too long to go into, but It's just more odds and ends, odds and ends. Again, big news on the basketball front, Texas tech hired their last assistant coach, Steve green, of South Plains. Lured him away from Lured him Land away Because he had been there for 20 years? Yes, over and 20. Had, and had a ridiculous record of like 700 and 100.
3: Well, they, that, wasn't, that wasn't all at South Plains. That's no, his overall cover, record. Yeah, But yeah, he was 552 and 152 at South Plains. He began there in 2000.
2: Yeah, so he's so been he, there 20, 21 years.
3: Yeah, and you know... As a, as an alum of both institutions, I love seeing this synergy. To borrow a, a big corporate term
2: that I hear people say, yeah. And as much as we talked about Barrett Peary, probably you know being brought in as the offensive coordinator, then then it didn't work out. Like this guy, I should say this guy. I don't mean to be downplaying Coach Green. Coach Green is being brought in for his offense. Oh yeah, and it's not even really his offense, but it's it's his interpretation and uh, implementation of the Golden State Warrior offense that he became obsessed with. I'm sure you, you all have seen that New York Times article floating around. Like his wife said, we we just had to find time for him to to study <laughs> Golden State. Like he would be watching games and we'd be like, okay, we're going to take that play and implement it and do South Plains offense. And they had ridiculous success doing it in the past few years. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, whether in proximity or just recruiting uh, players that you had heard of, Josh, Josh Webster, um, Jordan Bringers, who was committed to Tech at one point, Marshall Henderson was a player at Texas Tech, then transferred out, had phenomenal success playing at South Plains for Steve Green in this offensive system. And the guys that were interviewed in this, this article were saying it's, I mean, there's there's very deliberate action in the offense and it's more how guys can get off of screens to get open that opens them up um, for them to find opportunities to score. Right. Anyways, reading it excited. We, we've, we've talked about Steve green. We as Texas tech fan base for a while, um, like up in the level of like, uh, I'm I'm thinking his first name is Steve as well. Steve Gomez, the the women's basketball coach at LCU. Sorry, not couldn't tell you. LCU to come on to, to to coach for Texas Tech as well. And that same kind of vein, like super successful at that re, at that level and everybody's just waiting for him to get that next opportunity. And and supposedly he and Mark Adams have been really good friends going back to when Mark Adams was was coaching and Duco Ball. Yeah,
3: and and that's what I was trying to get at is is Mark Adams he's he's a National Junior College Athletics Association Hall of Fame
2: coach right is Lisa? he I know he's a JUCO national champion right uh, Steve Green is a three time national champion I can't uh,
3: I was I was gonna try to look that up on the fly and I, I missed it but I think he is and now we've got two on staff
2: two Hall of Fame coaches on staff if that's and they had a True. mutual connection with, with the Sutton family. Sure. Yep. Not, not that Sutton family, but Eddie Sutton. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got you. No, we're, we're not going to Yellowstone here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Duttons. Close enough. <laughs> I, was like, what, I haven't we, seen that. I was like,
3: before. what Sutton family do you mean? I, 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 I was just rolling with, with them in a while. I think it's the Duttons. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's Beth Dutton. That's the name I remember. Of course,
2: you 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 attached to Beth there. You're yeah, because
3: Beth. I don't remember any of the men's names.
2: They're just it's because they were all clothed. There's gravelly, gravelly Kevin Kevin Costner. That's not Kevin
3: Fowler. <laughs> oh, let's move on. I'm terrible with names. That's John. By the way, his name's
2: John. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a thing.
3: He has a thing with the governor. Governor. We don't understand it. Anyways,
2: exciting news. I'm 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 even more hopeful that that's going to pay dividends on the offensive side. The biggest thing is going to have to find the balance right between the energy expended on this offense uh, yeah. and the energy expended on the defense that Adams is going to play being able to, to balance those. But I think what you see is a team or an offensive system run by green that is predicated on having a really good point guard. Guess it's- what? You picked up two really good ones in the transfer cycle this year. Davion well, Harmon, perfect, perfect fit. Well, and this is just another
3: argument in favor of how well Coach Adams can recruit. Because there's there's no telling how many times people have come to Green wanting him to be an assistant at any anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody paying attention to basketball, and all these coaches are basketball junkies. Who knows how many job offers he's sure. had over the last two decades to to leave level land. And the one guy who got him to do it is, is Mark Adams.
2: Supposedly there was some interest last year to, to get him on staff or maybe he wanted to see how Mark Adams would do in his first year, but yeah, that's pretty dang. Or maybe right they old.
3: both talked about it and was like, I don't know. That's kind of why we hired Peary or maybe, or maybe they talked to him before they talked to Peary and who knows? Yeah. And green might've been kind of lukewarm on the idea or, just flat out cold on it, but Adams can recruit people.
2: We've seen that. Yeah. Multiple times. We've seen it. All right. So this isn't big 12 specific. There've been a lot of rumblings about conferences and how they're going to align themselves and schedule themselves moving forward. And that begs the question after this football season, the big 12 is going to need to divide itself in a certain format.
3: Yes, we must, we must be divided. So I, I I have four possible options here. Multiplied. Multiplication, not division.
2: We encourage growth here. (laughs) So one is going to be an even split division, right? Or there are are two division possibilities like an East and West Mm -hmm. six teams on each side and North and South. Yep. I will tell you, though, straight off the bat, like I've, I've had maps here. I'm, I, I, this is for, for our, our sake to look at. Looking at the north-south division map makes no sense. This would be the stupidest way to do it. This is my favorite way. This is the stupidest way. To How dare you? Okay. This is the best way. I'm glad we don't agree. Because the north division would span three of the four North American time zones. Yeah, sure. Why not?
3: Region. Three? Really? Oh, yeah, it is three. Mountain time. Mountain. Central, Central. Eastern.
2: Now, if it wasn't for that, it actually does have some really interesting matchups, right? So so if, if you go north-south, your north division would be BYU, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia. It's great. It's fantastic. Your south will be Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF. Yes. South? I like that division. Yes. North division makes no sense. And it's because of BYU. It makes great sense because
3: you want Kansas and Kansas state to play each other and you want Kansas state and Iowa state to play each other as often as possible. And then all the rest of it will
2: just kind of go where it goes. I think it's great. And see, I I think you can preserve some of that and protected rivalries, which you've seen the SEC do where you have teams cross divisionally play each other every year. So I think you, but could, in
3: order to do that, you'd have to go with some sort of pod, right?
2: N- no, you, you, you could do that with an East and West where you, you okay. split Kansas and Kansas state and Kansas state and Iowa state. So the West division could be BYU, Kansas state, Oklahoma state, Texas tech, TCU Baylor. The Eastern Division being Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF. See,
3: I got beef with this one. Because I think Tech should play Houston every, every chance they get. Because Houston is so fun to sports hate. And that's going to become Tech's it, very soon. Mark my word. No, I'm just kidding. But I really think in the next like two or three years, the Tech-Houston it's it's going to boil up. It, it's going to be really exciting and a vitriol kind of uh, rivalry. Hurt feelings from 30 years ago, you know, just the whole they've been in a different, uh, you know, a G5 or whatever for years, even though they're in this massive metropolis of a city, one of the biggest cities in the United States. And then little Lubbock is... Is in the Big Twelve. I mean, there, there's just all sorts of animosity there. So, just, it, just you know, rural versus, you know, the big city. Just so many things. Like, how many loops think, do you need, Houston?
2: But I think you could preserve that with a cross divisional protected rival, rival rivalry with an East-West division, where the West makes a lot of sense to me, outside of the the weirdness in the Kansases, maybe. But the, like I said, the West. BYU, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. Or you, you, you could— I
3: don't want to tie myself to somebody.
2: You, you could get fancy I don't, I don't wanna, and I don't want to be keep, tied down, Spencer. You know, and, and add Kansas State to the east and swing Houston to the west. So then you, you get Texas Tech, Houston, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State on the same side, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State all on the same side. It doesn't have to be a, a straight vertical line that I drew on this map just because sure. I just split it right down the middle. Yeah.
3: Geographically, you just, we got to start
2: somewhere. It worked out that way, but yeah. you could say, no, the Kansas are going to be together and Houston's going to be on the West. You could do that. Or you could do the cross division rivalry where Kansas and Kansas state w- would reserve that or w- would preserve that. Um, you'd have to find cross divisional rivals for <laughs> BYU and UCF. on with that trip. Um, Okay, so you like North and South. My yes, favorite I do. no, let, let's go with my least favorite option. Okay. It is the 14 pods. And I can't even wrap my head around these pods. Because it makes it makes no sense scheduling wise, it screws everything up to have three like to, to try to determine a champion out of three pods. Because someone's gonna get left out. But the groupings make a lot of sense. So like the, the, the teams in these four team pods all make sense to play together in my mind. So the, like the North pod would be uh, BYU, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And you get the West pod or the South pod. What do you want to call it? Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor. And then the other pod, sorry, West Virginia, you get everybody else. Houston, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF. So the Eastern pod, if you would. So you get north, or west, central, and east. I guess I don't know. It it does, it, it takes some really f- weird finagling on the schedule to make it work in any of the sports. So I I don't like this one, but it's a possibility if you wanted to be unique and different and have four team pods. I like the three team pod format much better, where you get four pods: north, south, east, and west. You, oh. Oh, this is interesting. How you've done this? I, I don't like this. So three team Go pods: ahead. so North Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State; East Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF; South TCU, Baylor, Houston; West BYU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. So I mean, I mean, one could argue in this instance it 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 is strange. So like, but like in a football scheduling sense, you play obviously everybody in your pod. That's only two games. Then you'd play a rotating home and away, two teams from every other pod. Okay, eight game okay. conference schedule. So it would be like you'd play Kansas and Iowa State, home and away, right? Like one of those would be home, one would be the way, sure. And then like the next year it would be Iowa State and Kansas, but flip. You know, so you go like one two two three three one whatever. So you get two teams from every pod, where you would play everybody within two years. It, in a two-year cycle, you've played everybody in your conference. Whereas yeah, in, but
3: you're going to play some people more than others.
2: Well, it, it, would, it would take three years for it to even out. The, but you It wouldn't would, even, though. Well, it would even out with, across the other three pods. So you, you would at you, least play you everybody. Play, you'd play everybody in your, in your pod, obviously a lot more.
3: Yeah. But it's play, only two
2: teams. You play everybody in three years. But here's what this allows. Let's say in football, this gets you a conference tournament, four-team tournament, <laughs> one, two, three, four, like a playoff. To determine your, your we're champion. gonna
3: we're gonna add games to the the Big Twelve. Well, I mean, why not?
2: Why not? You're you're playing an eight-game conference schedule in this format.
3: That's true. So you could potentially have room for. A ninth and tenth, potentially. I guess. Well, see, see, I keep going back to the good old fashioned
2: the divisions. Big, the North and the South. The North and the South makes sense to me. It's comfortable. You've done it before. Yes. It's easy to schedule, right? You play everybody on your side. Yes. Well, you you, you and then you you play, you play some your,
3: your five your five teams, and then you play some. half of the
2: North teams, and then. You go, and then in, in basketball you play everybody in your division twice, and then and you, you play everybody on the other side once. once. Yeah, and then baseball so is you, just kind of
3: crazy. Well, it,
2: whatever it, happens it, with baseball, it would be like the same kind of rotation in, in, in football. Yeah, where you play everybody in your division plus half the other one. Yeah, the problem with this is you're losing conference games. So right now you're you're playing 18 conference games.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, as opposed to, you, do, you would have in 16. You'd play 16. You'd play 16 if we went this way in basketball. You're, you're right.
2: And you'd play... Oops. Well,
3: well, I, you, I hear that you, the SEC is having some... Maybe we have a, a couple of SEC challenges.
2: You, you're, you'd be playing... Uh, what is that? You'd still be playing eight conference series in baseball. Yes, Whereas you play, you play eight now, anyways, because only nine teams currently have a baseball program.
3: Well, and, then, and in this case, only it, there would be eleven. It'd be
2: eleven. Iowa State. You got to figure out how to fund a baseball program. <sighs> Get it together, Cyclones. But apparently, some like Wisconsin doesn't have a baseball program either. Like some Big Ten, like some Big Ten teams don't have, don't play baseball. I know Wisconsin's one of them. It's strange. You think like. Wisconsin, they, they're, 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 whatever. Yeah, they probably have some like men's soccer to offset it, like or hockey. It's probably it's probably some that. sort of hockey. Anyways, so you, you, you would suggest you would write your letter to Bob Bowlsby, or dear f- Bob, future Big Twelve commissioner on your way out. Kirby Hokut. <laughs> please, please set us up in a north-south division. Absolutely, it'd be great. A north-south division, we go
3: to Florida every year, somehow. Play you Houston play every Houston. year. Play Oklahoma State every year. Like, Houston, at this point, Houston and Oklahoma State are the two teams I want to play the most every, every chance I get. Just because it's, I think, it's competitive and it's just going to be really fun in all the sports. And then I like the north-south thing because, yes, east west is crazy going from
1: <laughs> going from utah crazy. to
3: west virginia is kind of wild but it keeps west virginia and cincinnati together um i i liked the novelty and, and your pod idea would do this too but i liked the novelty of oh man okay so we start our series with nebraska this this season we play nebraska and lincoln and then they come to lubbock that's cool and then next year okay we're Missouri's coming to town and then we're going to go to, you know, I, I kind of miss that. Like the, I don't want to say it takes the novelty off, but it's going to make it even more special to go to Brigham Young when, when you're not doing it every year.
2: The largest football stadium in the new big Twelve.
3: Yeah. Wait,
2: I thought it was UCF. I oh
3: know UCF's the largest school in the new big, 12, mild, the new big 12. It's
2: an insane how big they are. They have so many students. Let's take Arizona State, but they, they also count all their online students because Arizona a State 70, has seventy thousand has an insane online program. Oh my gosh! So that
3: that's kind of where I'm at. With the smallest, at well, 30, the same 000. deal. Yeah, I mean, like you but get still, to yeah because even and I mean, I like West Virginia. I think they're a great addition geographically. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but culturally, it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're just a it good, does now. Yeah, they're they're a good fit, and I've I've enjoyed them being in the conference, but. I think it's going to, it would be even more fun if we didn't play them every single year. You know, if that makes any sense, does that make any sense? It's just kind of like you got a, you get something to look forward to. So let's going to change it up. Let's change it up as opposed to, okay. <sighs> We're playing the same exact teams every year. So no, no matter what we do, no matter what they do, that's not going to happen. There will be some sort of rotation, obviously, because we can't do round robin anymore. We could, but no one's going to go for that. There's absolutely no way we're going
2: to play eleven like, conference 11, games, eleven conference football games, <laughs> and ten conference baseball. Studies. One true champion, by God! <laughs> and then still have a damn championship game, game or tournament.
3: Yeah, or, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we well, yeah, one true champion, but we, yeah, we play everybody, but sometimes you got to play everybody again. Uh, But no, I I don't think it's going to be
2: something that anyone's... (laughs) Who was that impression of? I have no idea.
3: Was that Ballsby? Does he talk like that? Sometimes it gets a little fired
2: up. When people have
3: been scheming. When people have been scheming behind closed doors. Little bow ties. Back there. Saying stuff.
2: Okay. (laughs) So again, you you like the north-south. I do. It makes... I, you, you've you've talked me into liking our, it more than i did when we started this yeah i would still like the novelty of a pod system and i like the the four pods the north south east west or you can name it something fancy like, like the big ten try to do and they dropped that pretty quickly but well what would we be the
3: texoma pod
2: that's what we'd be well but think you gotta also consider utah
3: what about them oh oh well, i was looking at the 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 four-team pod. Okay, Dude, wait, wait.
2: I'll, the three I like team, the three team, the four pods of three teams.
3: Yeah, we would just be. Yeah, it'd have to just be the West pod, and one could argue too. And because I am a co-host of a Texas Tech podcast, that putting Brigham Young and Texas Tech and Oklahoma State in the same pod, those could arguably be your three marquee programs overall. Well, it depends on which mm, sport. Well, yeah, I know, but but also just like national recognition and. Well, because Kansas is going to own that for basketball. Enrollment and all that kind of stuff.
2: But yeah, you're right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, H- I know Houston that. Houston and Cincinnati have been up there for football, especially yeah. S- Cincinnati. Houston's been Houston. really good in basketball. Yes. Baylor won a national title last year. They sure did.
3: <laughs> like, and, and, and you just won the Big 12 in baseball. <laughs>
2: You 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 could argue though like if you wanted to like if you liked this this three team pod you'd be like hey religious schools suck it up you have to play each other. Oh that's Here's true. Some really uncomfortable games. Yes. <laughs> and put BYU TCU and Baylor together and that would put Texas Tech Oklahoma and Houston together. So it would it would make some weird crossed lines in terms of the pods but Oh Texas OSU and Houston?
3: But that sign me up for that pod.
2: And then, then the, the the religious pod. Really interesting to put the Mormons and the the, the Baptists together. God pod. The God pod. <laughs> That's it. And then...
3: We got the God pod, and then we've got the... TC,
2: what is what is their affiliation?
3: Uh, they used to be affiliated the with the Christ? Church of Christ, but I think they've officially they, renounced that. They, know they like, they've, they've gone they, the they KFC like be, route instead of the Kentucky Fried Chicken route.
2: They don't like to be called Texas Christian. No, it, it's TCU. correct.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that, I, I know that was... At one point, uh, their affiliation.
2: So you, you, you could adjust my north, south, east, west, and still do like north, south, east, west, but just have, you know, BYU, TCU, Baylor together in the west. And then have Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Houston in the south.
3: Well, the other thing I don't care for about this pod is you've got two of, two of the new teams in the east pod, so you've got West Virginia and Cincinnati and UCF, which makes sense. At, it makes as much sense geographically this as is, you possibly could.
2: And, and you know, from my, 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 it's like, I want to play maybe, those guys. Maybe, uh, you know, misguided. I want to change the, the NFC alignments because <laughs> I want to be much more geographic. Like geography makes a whole lot more sense to me.
3: Cowboys and Saints should be playing each other twice every year.
2: Yeah, so just that does not sound crazy to me. Flip the Cowboys and the the Panthers. I don't give a rat's
3: behind about the football Giants or the Whatever.
2: Washington football team. Where are they the Commanders now? I think they are the Commanders, and and the Eagles. The the, the, the Eagles, Eagles I kind of like to have, hate though have been good, but like it just you could you could have these same rivalry games with New Orleans and Atlanta, Atlanta, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, just geography. The, the the Gulf Coast
3: <laughs> maps. <laughs> Magnets, Mr. White. Yeah, I I am I'm on board with a lot of different things, but I still think I ultimately just come back to the the good old nice warm bath of the North
2: South division. Big 12 North, Big 12 South.
3: Yep. No one's going to go for pods. If if a team with 16 Teams. Okay for a on. conference with 16 teams isn't going to go for pods, which the SEC has officially said this week that they're either gonna go for a uh, let's see what they have an eight game format where teams play one permanent opponent and seven rotating, or a nine game format where teams play three permanent opponents and six rotating,
2: which I I have no idea. Wouldn't that be a pod though? No, your three permanent opponents in your four team pod of 16 teams. And then a rotation of the other ones? Come on, SEC. (laughs) You're selling us BS and calling it Skittles or something. BSEC, more like it. I mean, come on. That's like, it is pod scheduling, but we're not going to call it a pod. You know, that's a good point, Screw you guys.
3: Because that is what, that's article in Sports Illustrated, let's see.
2: Because, okay, what that would be, Michael, is you play your three pods and you play two from each of the other three pods.
3: Yeah. While most officials feel strongly that divisions are likely gone and a pod system first floated out in the fall has been eliminated, the conference is virtually split on what to do next. Eight conference games or nine. And that's that's what he brought up in this article, too. I need to shout Which, out to okay. uh, Ross Dellinger. Sorry what he brought up in this article too was that the haves are probably more interested in a nine game conference season than the have nots, which would kind of make sense because they would want to have more of a chance to pad their schedule and try to get a better record. Whereas the haves are like, yeah, whatever we'll play. We'll play nine conference games. I don't care. And then we'll play Missouri Monroe Washburn in November and no one's going to watch and then, then we'll play in the playoff. I don't know. <laughs> so they're not worried about it, but that's kind of opposite of what I thought. I almost thought the big schools would want to have that option for an extra cupcake to throw in on top of their lavish Sundays. But I do think it's... The, the other point that uh, Dellinger brought up in here is if if their whole purpose is to promote this brand of football and how great this brand of football is they should play each other as much as possible and to heck with everybody else yeah and so i think that it may actually went out that the, a nine game conference schedule from the sec which is something i never thought i would see that that might actually went out
2: yeah. okay so, yeah, the the three but permanent points and six rotating. You th- are right. Pods. And, and guess what? You're, you're playing half of a pod. You'll play the other half the next year. You're
4: exactly right.
3: Um, what, what I just described was exactly what you talked about 20 minutes ago.
2: Okay. So, going back to your north-south, which one is a stronger division? In what sport? Football? The sure. football? Sure. North-south. football. <sighs> because... What, what what I'm trying to get at here, and actually, no. Let me have you answer first before I tell you why you asked that question. North-South, who is the better division? North, BYU, Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State, Cincinnati, West Virginia, versus Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF. Going off recent success? Sure. Which is why we, we've added there,
3: the, the teams that we did add. I mean, in the South... Man, I I think they're pretty even. I really think they're very even. Okay, what about in basketball? In basketball,
2: uh, I think it probably favors the South, the South a little bit.
3: The South is a little heavier in basketball. Yeah,
2: because you got Kansas on the top. Yeah, North.
3: I was sometimes been West good. Virginia, sometimes Kansas State.
2: BYU's, BYU's been, been good.
3: Yeah. Uh, but
2: you you you've had more like so like if you were like to see that you got like the number one seed Kansas then like eights and tens but then in the south you've got twos and like you have got much more the middle to upper twos threes fours and Texas Tech Baylor Houston and then you get UCF that's way off the side
3: yeah I, I think football it's it's very close and I'm leaving Tech out of this because. I know, guys. We all know. Uh, We're not... We are
2: undefeated, okay? Yeah, but in the
3: South, I mean, uh, Houston had a great year. So did Baylor. So did Oklahoma State. Um, And I think
2: we've learned that teams, when they get brought up to the big conference, aren't as far off as you would have expected. Like, when TCU came it's like, oh, it'll be a while before they're competitive. Uh, Like, the very next year, they were competing for the title. Like, Dang it. And then in the North, Houston's probably not that far off from being able to be competitive. UCF more than competitive, really entertaining program could be competitive. Yeah. My my boy Malzahn can keep the bounce house going
3: in the North. I mean, BYU had an excellent year last year. Iowa state had a good year. Cincinnati kind of disappointing. Cincinnati was really, really close to a playoff bid. Yep. Or were they? No, no,
2: they, 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 they were in the playoff last year.
3: Yeah. They got steamrolled.
2: Well, still though,
3: yeah, but you're right. They were. They were there. Um I mean it, that's not saying anything. I I'm, I'm impressed that they made it. Um Kansas State has uh, I think they've underperformed a little bit, but but yeah, it's it's pretty even. You know, for the north you've for every um you know, West Virginia, you've got a Texas Tech in the south. <laughs> they've kind of been neck and neck the last several years. So yeah, it's, it's pretty evenly split, but I would say basketball is a little bit more favored,
2: a little bit uh, heavier in the South. Yeah. Cause I would say of, of the, of the six schools in the South, in terms of basketball, UCF is all on, all off on its own. Yes. In terms of just behind everybody else. The other five, any one of them could, could, could win the, the conference title. Yeah. The North you're probably looking at, West Virginia on a good year. Iowa State, Kansas obviously gonna be the favorite, BYU is gonna be a contender some years. So I'm I'm I like how even it would be in football. Basketball, it's like I said, you've got like the one in Kansas, at the top, and then a couple of competitors. Yeah. And then a bunch of contenders in the South. So I've talked you into um, it. I'm, I'm, in the sense that, like, you know how scheduling would work. It would it would work out be so really easy to do the north-south division again. And then we would get an extra non-conference game. Go back to four non-conference games. W- would you go with the power five? Like, add, like, two power fives? I think you have to. As much as I wouldn't would really you, want would to. Would you try to go with some kind of alliance? Like, Yeah, with, the, with uh, Arizona, Arizona State. No, I meant like with a certain conference. Would you like, we want to play an SEC team every year or we want to play a Big Ten
3: team every Screw year? Screw the SEC. I want nothing to do with them.
2: We want to play a Pac-12 team every
3: year. Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, pay, let's play a uh, a Conference USA team every year. I don't care. That's not a Power Five. But
1: no, See, I, I, not I SEC. Wouldn't, I wouldn't
3: mind. SEC's going to, if they go to a nine-game schedule, they're going to be like, yeah, we'll probably just do a non-con with one of the teams we didn't play. <laughs>
2: Or, no, sorry, everyone else they they would leave lean even heavier into the cupcake that nobody's ever heard of game in the middle of November.
3: Speak, you mentioned one earlier, one of those baseball teams, Long Island. They'll play Long Island or something in football, Georgia Southern.
2: Yeah, just started their football program back
3: up. But they'll, they'll, I mean, it's perfect time to go to Tuscaloosa.
2: So, if you want comfortable. North South, I think, is where we landed. I yeah. I, I, I do like East West. You, you you could you'd have to finagle not on just a straight line. Get the Kansas schools together on the east side. Get Houston on the west side. Like I, I'm having a hard time. Like, cause in terms of parity for, for football, like, okay, BYU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, Houston. In basketball, like that's a really good division for basketball too. Well, and Texas Tech has had way more success in basketball. Yes,
3: obviously. but not in, in football. No, but not in football. So that's
2: so we would be the 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 last of that division in football, at least probably. Looking at current, well, between us and current,
3: TCU right now, because TCU is okay. gonna.
2: But even they've they've had our number. Oh yeah,
3: I mean, there's no denying that. But We're I I just guys, think yeah. with their coaching change and just kind of. How things well, went. Oh, Sonny
2: Dykes is going to tank there. No <laughs> wait.
3: So I, I don't know. I, I think there's uh, there's a chance we might uh, finish higher than TCU this year.
2: I'm, have also, you watched- I'm also kind of done playing Kansas State every year. Like, I'm <sighs> sick of losing to them, feeling like you could have beaten them every single time you face them, except when they had Colin Klein. I kind of want to go back to
3: rooting for him more than I did. Cause I, I mean, I still root sure. for them. When, when I, I would root for them a whole lot more if they were if they were in division. the north and we didn't play them every single year. We played them, you know, two years and then took a break and be like, yeah, go Wildcats. Now it's kind of like, ah, oh, guys, y'all are you like you that's too much, enough, too guys. Similar. <laughs> Leave us alone. Figure it out against us. Yeah, you got our coach fired. Jerks.
2: Scored twenty-one or, unanswered or whatever. Or thank you because we. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Undefeated Joey McGuire. Huh? McGuire. I remember. Gosh, what was that? 30 minutes. So I could have been like, <laughs> in terms of divisions, I'd be okay. Multiplication with North, South, East, West here. Mm-hmm. What if we drew a I, diagonal line? I don't know. Well, what? Like where BYU and UCF are in the same division.
3: Yes. Oh, let's create Chaos. No, because then because that, that would four, be a five, six, seven, yeah. Five. Well, OSU would be in the in the Northeast. the north
2: side of the diagonal, but then we wouldn't play them as often. Uh, okay. but maybe may, maybe in terms of like teams, schools that run the conference, maybe you need them. 70. Yeah, because I yeah, I, 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 I still want Texas Tech, Oklahoma State to run the conference. Yes, politically. Hopefully. And not like BYU come in or like some Baylor nobody to step up. I, what I don't know. So yeah, you you could get crazy and draw this diagonally and say you know BYU, Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Houston, UCF, and then Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kansas State, Iowa State, West Virginia, Cincinnati.
3: A lot of Big Eights up in that one. It was the Big Eight, right? Sure, Oklahoma State. the The Kansas, four Kansas team State,
2: State. pod doesn't make sense with only twelve teams. I I, I threw that out there as a, as a possibility, just for division sake, mathematics M- multiplication.
3: So it north south, north south. That's where I'm. I'm still there. That's, I still, still I still it, want to I'm do at.
2: a three team pod. That is still number one choice for me. You, you pods are you so twenty twenty two. You could convince me to to switch out. BYU for, for Houston and put BYU uh, Texas Tech Oklahoma State and Houston. <sighs> that would make pod. no sense. Well, it wouldn't be as strong ge- geographically tied. No, if you,
3: if you got TCU and Baylor and BYU in a pod, and they're just flying. They're just constantly flying over Lubbock, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the hub city. The hub city. <laughs> they, they connect. No, um, but like politically, though, in in terms of like the way those all, all those schools are run. Wouldn't that make sense to to put Texas Tech, Oklahoma State and Houston together? I'd imagine and the the religious private schools together? Yeah, but I mean, not that that like how their university operates has a lot of say in the athletic scheduling.
3: the only re- the only way I could see that would come in handy is with BYUs if if they're not going to relax at all on their Sunday scheduling. Which I doubt they will. Then they would probably get more leniency and more, you know, you would think But that, that only, a school named Texas Christian and a, a, a Baptist school would work with them on non-scheduling stuff on Sundays.
2: But that only occurs in baseball and women's basketball. That's the only sports softball find. And softball, excuse me.
3: Softball is definitely on Sundays. And then I think a lot of the spring stuff too, Track. like tennis and all that kind of stuff. Golf. I think they have I think golfs on Sundays.
2: Well but 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 golf is not like you're not playing that against like a one v one. Like you're 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 in a tournament and then you decide if you want to participate in that. It's not oh. like it's not like you're gonna go play like, like you're gonna schedule BYU versus Texas Tech golf tournament. It will they will play within a larger field and they can decide if they want to play in that tournament or not. Or maybe they don't even have a golf program because they all play on sundays and they, they, they couldn't get away with it so mm. anyways that's that's all that, i can do that, i don't know that was the me. discussion i wanted to have was talk about um <laughs> pods versus divisions you've talked me into liking the north south a lot more than i did when we started this nice warm glass of buttermilk that's gross <laughs> i want butter <laughs> all right do you have any final thoughts on, on dividing the Big 12? You ever had buttermilk? I've made butter. My mom used to like it. i never drinking it. Drunk it? Drinking It's not drunk? Drink? I don't even know.
3: It's kind of weird. It's kind of like half curdled milk. I, I don't understand what buttermilk is. That's just disgusting. But I think it's it's like a boomer thing or something. Boomer in the generation before. It's It's been lost on me. You know how you can make buttermilk? This is this will describe what it means. Like if you're in a pinch and you're trying to bake something and you need to.
2: Can't you put in, like lemon juice in it?
3: It's either lemon juice or vinegar. I don't remember. It's something like that. Something really acidic. Or both. Oh,
2: and, sorry. One or the other.
3: Yeah. And you put that into regular milk and it'll kind of.
2: Curdle enough. Yeah.
3: It'll take the properties. Yeah. So picture that. My mom used to drink buttermilk all the time.
2: You've said that. Already. Her and her mom. That's. It's fantastic. Thank you. All right. Pair it with a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> Let, let's, let's wrap this up and get to what did we learned. Huh? Okay. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. I want to remind everybody, obviously, as members of the Sports Drink Network, that this fine show is brought to you by Sports Drink, the newly created internet Community. Digital water cooler. Excuse me. I forgot that. Intersection of sports and not sports. Or we like to say where food and sports clash the goal line. Oh, listen to the Gambling and Cowdos podcast. They stumbled over that. They they were actually talking about us going out to Rahinio barbecue. That's right. But they 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 stumbled through the where food and sports
3: clash in the goal line. And cross county lines for good barbecue.
2: Oh, for sure. Anyways, Sports Drink, though, they are our network host. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite teams. Rising Tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink, but without the vowels, S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Always ask that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Michael. Yes. I learned some things. You have the, the notes here, and what do we learn? So what did we learn this week?
3: I learned a lesson in fire management on my Weber kettle.
2: I learned it the hard way. That's what you meant by Weber. Okay. Yes. So I, I also had a, a grill fire management mishap. I was grilling Sunday dinner on my in-laws propane, burgers mm-hmm. and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I was not prepared for the. The grease fire oh, ensued. Yes, blackened. Oh no, charred and split hot dogs and sausages. And I was pulling burgers off faster. Like i probably lost a lot of my finger here. Anyways, yeah, finger here. I, I have some hair on my knuckles, my yeah. first knuckle. Anyways, some some Weber fire <laughs> management um, at the McDonald household. What but, happened?
3: Well, same deal. Same deal. Kind of Sunday, we were raiding our freezer. And we had a marinated, spatchcocked chicken.
2: Nice. Yep.
3: And it was did you in, do that? No, no, it was bought did you buy that way. Yeah, it was bought pre-marinated, which which was really convenient. No, I, cool. I, I meant deboned. Oh no, it's not deboned.
2: Spa- oh, okay, okay. It's
3: spatchcocked, so it's just, just like flattened. They, they cut the, the chest, so you can. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they, s- they they split them right down the chest. And then you can so then you, I was, then you I was, lay
2: them flailed out. I, I was thinking of the the technique where they would debone them to get that same technique or nah. that same, that. So we, we had that and a rack of baby back ribs. Interesting combination, but go on.
3: Interesting combination. And so uh, my wife was like, well, you know, we've got these. What do you think about trying to do those on Sunday? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I had it all planned because I was going to do the kind of hot and fast method for the ribs, which is. I was going to get the Weber up to 350-ish, ribs on for an hour, unwrapped, wrap them for an hour, and then unwrap them the last hour and spritz them with whatever. I was going to use pickle juice. Pickle juice has worked well for me the last few times. So I had that all figured out. And while it was wrapped, I was going to add more charcoal so that when that charcoal started to catch and it put out all that smoke that the ribs would be wrapped and they wouldn't be like over smoked and tastes like a campfire. The problem was the chicken was taking too long. Okay. So it was like an hour and a half before the chicken was done. And so I needed, by then my fire had gone down quite a bit. And so I wrapped the ribs and I started like putting wood on the fire. I started putting charcoal on the fire. None of it was really catching. What I should have done was start some charcoal in my chimney, but i Kind of thought about it too late, yep. And so, tail between my legs. What it what I ended up doing was something I have not done in many years. I finished the ribs in the oven, and I felt very
4: defeated about it. <laughs> it's not bad
3: because I started losing heat. I mean, I, it was just it was it was going down to two seventy five to two fifty. You know, I was I was just not able to get the heat to come back up, and so I warmed up the old. The old oven and put the ribs in the oven. Let them finish in there. So I not I'm, my best ribs, but they were edible. I'm,
2: I'm, I will I will confess this. If I haven't said it already, I've I finished a brisket in the oven before.
3: I used to do that all the time when because I here's had, the thing.
2: Once you wrap them, you're no longer getting smoke on them. So then you're going through your fuel, whether it's pellets or wood or whatever it is that you got your fire going on, just for heat. Well, it, I've got an electric device that does that for me.
3: Yeah, and it's it's nice to. Now that I have the option to finish it in my pellet smoker, I do because it doesn't take up the oven in the kitchen in case we're trying to do something in there. And you know, a lot of times it's hot. You don't want the oven on in the kitchen if you don't have to. But yeah, before when I was first, especially when I was first figuring this stuff out, I had like a hand-me-down grill that was just a charcoal grill that I kind of used as a smoker, even though that's not what it was for. And so I absolutely, it was so hard to maintain heat and to do everything just right just to get that first six hours or seven hours of brisket. So by the time I wrapped it, and back then I did wrap it in foil, I don't wrap it in foil anymore, but...
2: Texas crutch.
3: Yeah, the crutch. So I would wrap it in foil and absolutely throw it in the oven. Look, like, I'm not worried like like about fire I'm done with anymore. this. <laughs> this thing is not... This, this is not meant to be used as a smoker, but I'm, I made it work. Anyway, so that was what I learned. And then I watched Top Gun, which apparently you...
2: I've watched it recently. It's not not as recent as I thought it was. I said the original. It's only been, <laughs> that's the it only the only one out currently. Uh, th- Although the new one's coming out was this this week, right?
3: I am going to see it. Thir- it's actually depending on. I think I think some places it's open in, even tonight, Tuesday night. I'm going to see it Thursday night. But what happened? to Everything just coming
2: out like midnight on Friday.
3: Or well, like it, Thursday night. It, it got into Thursday. It, excuse me. It got into Thursday. And then because yeah, be even like it, trickled.
2: It, it would release on Fridays. And then, then they started They moved up to the midnight release on Thursday. Yeah. But, but Cinemark. I can even remember like it was, it was Batman. What was it? Uh, 2008. They were showing it like eight o'clock, nine o'clock Thursday
3: night. Yes. So th- Thursday's commonplace now, but I even were, nice. I was getting emails last week from Cinemark saying, Hey, we have special showings of top gun Maverick Tuesday night. And I was like, well, I, yeah, I would go, but I record a podcast on Tuesday night. The
2: release date is officially Tuesday, May 24th. So I've seen. It's out there. People have seen it. As far as seeing Top Gun. So me saying I've seen the original. Screw you, Michael. What? It actually was the original at the point of recording. It was released today. Oh, well, I knew what you one. meant. I knew what you meant.
3: <laughs> but I, uh, I think this was only my second time to just sit down and watch it the whole way through. Um I was taken aback by how
2: sweaty everyone was. Aggressively, Aggressively sweaty, was sweaty. you said. I was like, <laughs> man, that's that's true from what I remember like Oh my gosh, cuz they're, they're they're coming out like even out of like a shower or something.
3: There's so many there's, showers. They're still sweaty, Constantly like, showering, glistening. Like like he shows up to the his love interest's house. He shows up to Charlie's house. Kelly McGillis. And, and, and then
2: takes a shower at her.
3: House. I know he just asks to. And she's like, "No." That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So they proceed to hang out, have like a glass of wine, and then he leaves and says he's going to go take a shower. (laughs) Like what? Like the whole? Anyway, yeah, showers are a very big part of Top Gun,
2: (laughs) which is funny because like I I, for some reason I remember you telling me you 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 take lots of showers too.
3: Oh yeah, sure,
2: multiple a day. Yeah, yeah, I just all the time. So for for the, the half second of, like, he was singing the, the song from Tom Gun.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, that was what I was going to get at. As guitar. much as it's one of those movies that you can kind of make fun of because it's really super 80s, and there's some super cheesy parts. Um, but, man, if the dogfighting scenes and, you know, anytime they're in the planes, those scenes are still, those are really impressive, you know, 36 years later. Those are still really cool to watch, and the sound design is really incredible. And it's something that uh, I didn't realize this, but I was watching it, thinking, "Man, they really did a good job getting the sound of the jets flying by." And you know what you're seeing on the screen is the sound matches up with what you're seeing; it makes sense. They were Oscar nominated for best sound editing and best you, sound effects. You looked that up? Didn't I looked you? that up, and I felt so validated. I was like, "Yeah, see." Yeah, I know a thing or two about sound tell you what
2: so you know what I I just found interesting or fascinating I don't know where to use a second ago incredible incredible yes incredible you know what I find incredible how poorly Val Kilmer has aged
3: well okay he's got (laughs) dude have you seen his have you seen his he's got like throat cancer disease or something
2: this was one of the first pictures that came up when I looked up Val Kilmer yeah the dude's he's sick He's got health. He's got health issues, man. You gotta. You
3: need to watch his uh, Amazon. I think it was Amazon. His documentary. I think
2: it's called "I Am Val." As related to this image, that still this is a good twenty years post Top Gun. Well, sure. Still look. Still
3: got it. Well, yeah. But I think he's he's just had he's just had some health stuff going. And then, of course, and Tom Cruise is just not this young stud from yeah. the movie. The Iceman, he was great. Val Kimmer was great in, in Top Gun. He was like the the good guy villain. Yeah, he played by the rules. <laughs> he was a really good pilot, but he played by the rules. That was kind of his only thing. So he and he and Maverick would butt heads because of their philosophies.
2: Oh, and their uh, their volleyball scene? Yeah, yeah. It was intense. It was intense. Aggressively sweaty there, too. Oh, yeah. Well, anyways,
3: that's why I want to take a shower because that was he went straight over to kill him and get, McGillis's house after that. And he was like, hey, sorry, I'm late. Well, if you're going to just keep preparing dinner, I'm going to take a shower. And she's like, no, we're going to eat. Anyway, that was just really weird. I want a lot of weird stuff. things. I want to
2: watch it. I want to watch it. It's worth and it's and worth watching. The uh, I remember when the trailer first came. Out. Was it the Super Bowl last year?
3: Oh, for Maverick? Yeah. Uh I don't remember. It may have been longer than that. Like I, I remember
2: like getting it like excited. Yes. And, like it felt like you were watching. Yeah, because when, when it came on, I was like this is Top Gun. Yeah, I mean I don't it was have so good the the, the the first trailer when it came out was so
3: good. Yes, the the you know the original Top Gun. It's fine. I'm, I never had a thing really for or against it. But I'm the same way. The second that Top Gun Maverick trailer came out, I I just was like, this is, this,
2: this looks, is happening.
3: yeah, I've <laughs> I've got to see this. I don't, I don't even know. I don't remember what happened in the other one. I don't really care. The, the trailer looks insane. I think Tom Cruise is flying an F-18. I don't know how they're getting this footage. I want to see this movie. Yeah. I think he really just, they just were like, all right, man.
2: We're going to shoot you off the deck of this carrier. Best of luck. We it's, put a GoPro up there. We're, we're going we're gonna to remote control this like a drone. You're yeah. just going to sit in the, in the thing and do that thing where you, where you breathe or
3: whatever and pull some G's and, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what makes the editing room floor or not. Anyways, it's crazy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see you Thursday night, Thursday. It comes out.
2: Speaking of Thursday, I'm going out of town this weekend. Where we you? are officially listing our house on Thursday. Yikes. So what we're doing, we're actually having photos taken of the property tomorrow, the property, the house, the property tomorrow. So like we've been cleaning and staging and moving crap like crazy. And of course, like I mowed my yard on Saturday. I was oh, like, I was like, I'm going to get one more in, but before pictures are taken and before we show it, just real quick story that's going to take longer than, than I think it will. We were at my in-laws' house this afternoon. We were moving some stuff over that couldn't go in the storage shed but couldn't stay in the house, going into their house. Coming back, it was like 4.30. Looked on the weather app. Strong thunderstorm warning. Rain starting, 25 minutes. It's like, oh, no,
3: I've got to mow. Oh, so you you were trying to beat was, the rain today. I was booking
2: it down university for my in-laws house. I, I was tell my, my, my older Sorry, son. Sorry, officer, I gotta mow. Tell my older son, like when we get to the house, I need you to empty out the playpen so we can put Hayden in there. I need you to watch him. <laughs> I have to I have to mow. And I, I sent off a series of tweets. I don't know if you saw it or not. The uh the screenshot of the weather map.
3: Well, if you hadn't sent out those tweets, you'd been you could been out there mowing.
2: I, I did it while I was driving. By the way, oh my gosh! Because so I wasn't even home yet, and you're Scott, like flying because man, you're oh trying yeah. to. Uh, this is terrible. So I, I had I had mowed the backyard because it was the worst on Saturday. I I couldn't get to the front yard. I was like on Saturday's like I have to I have to do at least the backyard. I have to get that done because it was fescue. It was like six inches tall, but like all the seed head was up, so it was like oh was yeah white. Yeah, yeah. I was like this. Whew, we had to get this taken care of. So I was like, okay, well at least I have that. I don't only have to do the front and side yards but michael i have never moved that quickly i walk behind mower before it was raining was it a soft jog basically it was you were mowing in the rain the last few minutes it had started to rain yeah like i remember i was i was probably at one or two rows left and i saw the first droplet hit on my side and i was like oh, no and then of course I was on my side yard trying to wrap that up really quickly. And I saw like the first flashes of, of lightning. I was hearing the thunder like crap, I got to
3: go. Yeah. Let so me push this metal thing around for a while.
2: So I, I didn't, I, I was able to finish mowing. I didn't trim or edge or even blow off the the grass clippings. It's like, it'll well, wash off. If it's, if it's going to be heavy enough rain, it'll wash off. And I was watching it. It didn't wash off as well. I was like, <laughs> oh, crap. I have to get out there tomorrow with a blower to, to finish it off. Anyways, but you mode, get it done. Mowed in the rain. First time I've done that, literally, I wouldn't say sprinting. I was, I was moving hastily. Probably not, That's the, impressive. Best, not the best cut because, you know, you need to give the time. Mower the time to do a
3: thing. Well, yeah, especially if it's, if it's uh, very wet grass from being rained
2: upon. Because it had rained the, the previous night. So I was like, I, I got to make sure that we, we get out there. But
3: anyways. The wheels start digging in.
2: That, that, that's your going yard update with a little bit of a house <laughs> listing. If you're in the, in the market for a, a three-bedroom, two-bath house, South Lubbock, Bell Farms, the be highly sought after.
3: The DMs are open.
2: At 23 personnel. <laughs> At my realtor, Cole Wizenhunt. There you go. Listing goes live Thursday. Showings will start Thursday afternoon. So you'll have a few hours to, to get those scheduled. Yeah, but anyways, we're gonna be out of town, so my realtor's like, "Great, we'll, we'll we'll list this as a, a show and go, or go and show, whatever he called it." As soon as they they confirm it, then they can just go see it instead of waiting on us to say, "Yes, we're available. You can come see the house." We're gonna get it as show ready as possible Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and then we're leaving. Good, and then he said, "If all goes well, when you come back on Tuesday." We'll have some offers to go over.
3: I think that is exactly what's going to happen.
2: And then I won't have to be like, we won't have to be living the listing life of yeah. always having to have the house spotless. Yes. Being ready to jump out of the house with a 30 minute heads up.
3: Yeah. I if hated you're lucky. that.
2: Yeah when, when my parents were doing, when they sold their house and they moved in the house, they live living now. Hey, I got
3: someone to see the house. Can you all have it ready in 15 yeah, so minutes? Like, we would ah. like
2: throw everything back together and then run through the house with the glade. Cause I always wanted to smell good. is when people first walked like, in,
3: I just fried three pounds of bacon. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. We so, just, we just steamed a bunch of broccoli.
2: Oh my gosh. I, I made want, a, I do- a, a, a right dozen now, deviled eggs. <laughs> anyway. So like I said, uh, It'll be on 136th in Waco. So when you see that listing go up, you'll know you're, uh, you're negotiating with the 23 Personnel podcast host. Uh-huh. So but, if that's something you're looking for, let us know. I may, may, may put a good word in to the owner, the seller, to consider that offer a little more closely. I'm selling to a, a fan. That's not going to happen. I don't know. Apparently, more people are recognizing Rob Bro from our show than his own radio show. That doesn't even podcast. make
3: sense. I still don't believe Does that. Not making. I think sense. he says that just to make us feel better. It's nice of him. If he's still listening, if any of you are still listening, uh, an hour and forty-two minutes in, we appreciate
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to bed, man. Me too. Well, no, I, I I gotta get back and get 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 back to work. All right. I think that'll do it for us on the 23 personnel <laughs> podcast, almost two hours. And this is going old school for us. We haven't done that in a long time. So we had to talk about division and multiplication and pods and how stupid the sec is. Fire no manager. pods, but three teams rotating, in, in rotating six other games. Anyways, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.